fragmented from time and reality. A party of adventurers eternally wander the remnants of a broken realm, aided by an extra-dimensional being known only as the Entity. They are tasked with delving through various worlds, taking on peculiar roles and quests, all to find the heart of France, the only artifact capable of returning them home. These are the tales from the Nexus. Welcome back to the Nexus, everybody. We are joined with our table regulars, and then we have our special guest for this uh, episode four, or quest four of the Nexus, Greg Glomb. Yeah, that's me. That's that's <laughs> who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, My good friend Greg, who we DM'd together at uh, our local comic book store and became friends and have traveled around to play D&D and DM together. We're just regular traveling D&D players, I guess. A couple of two-tree guys. It's just no big deal. Just some DM troubadours. <laughs> town, town to town. DMing left and right. Uh, but yeah, he has gracefully accepted the invitation to record a crazy Nexus adventure with us, and I don't think he knows what he got himself into with us and the Goom Squad. Uh, oh, I'm I am, excited. I am joined with Kratzy as my co-DM today. Yeah! And, uh, do you guys want to go around and say your names and characters again? Yeah, it's the villain Joel. I'm playing Joel Crean again. Uh, classic wood elf ranger. I'm Jesse. I'm playing Boomba Big, Big Arms. Uh, he's a goblin artificer from the city of Waterdeep. And he uh, basically wields uh, barrel and chain power armor at this point. Mm-hmm. It's pretty psychotic. Uh, my name is Elliot. I'll be playing Isabella Blackthorn. Uh, she wields a flail, a shield, wears chainmail, has a tiefling. Uh, Zariel is my tiefling ancestor, I think. Yes. So I can smite stuff too or some crap like that. But yeah. And then should we keep Greg a surprise or you want Yeah, let's get the surprise. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. All right. And we will tell you when you are confident and all sure. that stuff. Of course, of course. All right. We open in on a, uh, a regular white room in the, one of the random ones of the Nexus, but this one has wood shelves hanging up there. J.J. Peppers is hanging up some uh, trinkets and stuff, and uh, what's everyone else doing after you've gotten back from Pirate Quest? You see uh, <laughs> Arthur Crackwell sewing up a bit of his, uh, his sweater that is ripped up a little bit. Uh, Isabella is hanging out there. What are you all doing? Wherever Arthur Crackwell is, we're playing cards still on top of Arthur Crackwell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joel Green and Boomba are playing cards. Like, if he's sewing something... <laughs> like, on my knees? We're playing on his <laughs> knees, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just our table. What is this? <laughs> don't move, don't move. Don't move I, have so much. I have a good hand. I'm just... He's just sewing his little seam that ripped out. The what? The, the, the turtleneck is looking good. It must be good in case I get called for another adventure. Could happen at any time. They're playing cards. Isabella, what are you getting up to? Uh, Isabella's just over and uh, I don't know if she's in the... She's probably in the same room. And just uh, She's got her flail out and she's like like swinging it around in a circle and occasionally just 
slamming into the ground, just cracking walls with it. Jesus. You just hear it just grunt really loudly, and occasionally she <laughs> she puts it down and just starts doing push-ups. Holy! And, and Ar- Arthur Crackwell's gonna use his sort of uh, mage hand and magic and slowly move your your table, the game pieces, just over to one of the barrels that's still there from Pirate Quest. Like, wait one second, I'll get the fire going. <laughs> Fine, all right. Puts it on the. Uh, We're still playing as it's floating. Yeah, as it's floating, <laughs> and the the banging of Isabella's stuff just makes no dent in the game, or we don't pay any attention to it. We just kind of time our jumps with it a little bit, so as, so it doesn't mess us up. Uh, Arthur goes and gets a, a fire started in the uh, fireplace that is now in this room that's becoming cozier and cozier with each adventure. As the fire's roaring, JJ Peppers is up against the wall. You guys, I I don't know if Peepo, Poopo, this little doll, I don't know if it's going to make the wall. I don't know if it's going to make the wall of memories, you guys. Might I vote against Poopo? I don't think it's going to make it, though. That thing is terrible. I think we should cast it in the fire as firewood. You know, I'm okay with that. Arthur Crackle will use his mage hand and pull it off uh, from J.J. Pepper's hands and throw it into the fireplace and uh, the fire starts to just sort of go emblazoned and starts to burn. You notice a lot of uh, blue smoke starts to fill the room and your nostrils. Uh, I, I think you're calm as it seems to, it almost looks like the ceiling starts to rise. In the room. Smoke starts to fill the room faster than you think it should. Uh, the fire starts to rage notice the walls start to turn black with ash. Uh, the windows outside, it seems to turn crimson blood red outside. The walls start to crumble around the fire in ash. The ground starts to tremble. You hear the great eruption of a volcano. In the distance, red and gold molten lava light up the sky against black clouds. You find yourself beholden in a land of ash and shadow, which lays guarded by towering mountain ranges, ever dark beneath storm clouds and volcanic smoke. Bats fly, cover what looks like a starless sky. In the distance, rising endlessly towards the sky, is a towering fortress of obsidian. At the top, you see a large emblazoned eye, the one light that brightens all of this dark, evil land. You look down, and you, yourself, are draped in heavy velvet black robes, large silver gauntlets that end in razor tips at the fingers, heavy boots with spikes at the end. There's also a black blade at your waist, which for you guys, all that you know, it's a plus one short sword that deals an extra 1d4 necrotic damage. Uh, And you're all sitting there and all of a sudden, there's just a this sort of uh, black hooded figure standing right there looking around very lost and we have oh hey guys um my name's Tim Postis uh I just got here I think I don't really know it's kind of been a weird wicked adventure and you all kind of just got here too uh what's what what's happening but Tim Postis we were hoping that you could tell us you see this just sort of happens to us and we're becoming sort of accustomed to it you know we, we we're hanging out and then all of a sudden we're uh given a task um but hey at least we look cool yeah normally i have my classic camlet outfit on but uh i'm in i'm into community theater 
Um, <laughs> but it seems they've been gone missing, and now these dreary robes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some guy came by and said I had to just stand here. Were you waiting for us? I, I guess, yeah, maybe. Um, he said that we had to just look menacing. Well, we can do that. Maybe that's the task. There are a bunch of orcs down there, and... Uh, you see people moving around in the distance. You notice there's like hordes of sort of squat, sort of humanoid-esque figures moving around amongst all these sort of crows and bats sort of blotting out the sky. And then before you are really uh, notice anything, a group of sort of squat, bow-legged, broad, flat-nosed, sallow-skinned with wide mouths, and slant-eyed men-like creatures approach you. They have long arms and fanged teeth, as they say. Orders from Mancor that I command you to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta come, say the eye. Gotta come, says the eye. At the tower. At the tower. One See, second, will you? And I'm attaching barrels to the outfit that I already have on. Oh, this should be good. I will have lost Henry Joaquin, and I'll hold up a peasant car that has like a it's really dopey looking peasant on it. Over lost anyways. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's always right when I'm about to win that we're transported to some crazy adventure. Uh, could be worse. Um, you said the eye? Over there! And he points at the large obsidian tower that stretches towards the sky with the flaming eye. I can't tell which one of us he's looking at. That's why I was so confused. You can't understand him. They're just speaking gibberish. <laughs> Man, the tower demands you come. You're right. It seems like their bid is to say the same thing at different speeds, and then you're you're <laughs> exactly. Have to it out. And when they're doing it at the same time, it's just it doesn't work. And you said you're in community theater, so you'd understand these. Oh, story, I'm then. really good. Yes, yeah. I'm like the the rising star <laughs> of uh, Lizard Island. <laughs> I don't want to yell at you or anything. You know, you guys are sort of important here. I like being important, that's for sure. Oh, I don't want any trouble, please. All right, well, I guess just take, you know, take us where you're going or we'll, you'll give you trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I guess I could take you. Well, me? I take them? Yeah, to the tower. Oh, no. Y'all think I'm going to get to smash something this time? Because last time I went on an adventure, all I did was stand there at a door and usher people in and out. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Belly, you did choose that. Yeah, I I remember that now. I did choose that position of being... I guess I was menacing then. I can menace now, too. Yeah, I think you... Yeah. What's this sword I got on my hip? I'm going to pull this sword out and just, just... like spin it around real quick and just put it back in. Yeah, so you have all your gear that you came with, but also this kind of dark, uh, almost obsidian handle with a light gray silver pommel uh, short sword that ends at a vicious point that looks rigid and jagged and old and kind of, not spectral, but has some has some dark energy around it. And it is functioning as a plus one with some extra necrotic damage. Oh, here you go, he's been out of using things and I'm just handing my sword. Isabella now has two of them, as Boomba has zero. <laughs> I look at him in my hands and I say, well, I mean, I, I have my flail in my other hand, I'm spinning it around, it's like, I like to smash things, not really slash them open. Grandfather didn't really teach me too much about the slasher weapons. 
Yeah, Joe Corrino, you want a sword? I've already got a plus one. Do you want a second plus one? I've got two already. You want this other crazy looking one? Ah, sure. All right, here you go. Unless our new friend, uh... Do you like a second sword? I don't oh, really no. use these things. That's all right. I use the, uh, power lightning. Oh, there we go. Oh, well, yeah, that sounds lovely. It's almost like you Arthur. Notice, notice he said power and not magic. See, he's he's on my side with this mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, magic man doesn't science. exist. We create, we create it ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I've never had anyone really say that before, but yeah, I agree with that. See, see, see. Yeah, I, I also would like to agree with that too, but you know, sometimes I just get angry and things light on fire around me, and I think that's just the power of will inside me that's coming up. Speaking of getting angry, I'd hate to hear these two little freaks talk to us more. Maybe we should go to the eye. Oh, yeah, we could get. Oh, we could like, smash them open. We could <laughs> smash them open. We are quite, quite a bit taller than them. I mean, I'm not really taller than them. Well. <laughs> I am. So do you, you want this guy to lead you there? Yeah, we'll follow the freaks. All right. He leads you across this sort of ash, barren, sort of red rock and black land, eventually coming to this vast bridge that stretches across a flowing, fuming river of flaming red magma. As you walk across, you see two tall iron gates. They seem to be made of obsidian that stretch as tall as old trees that stand before you. As you approach, they scream as they open, like the mouth of some terrible, foul creature. As you enter this tower and temp sort of that stretches up, you see uh, the inside looks like you notice know, like skulls and bones decorate the walls. The arches seem to be made out of the spines of some large beast that came from way when before. Uh, as you as you start to walk and ascend the stairs, he goes up here, up here. You see cracks with uh, sparks of fire leaking out of uh, rooms every now and there. You see red stained glass. You also notice uh, statues that sort of look like each of you in your black robe standing somewhere. Uh, and as you climb this dark staircase, you also see just like a wall that looks like a bunch of babies in sort of black onyx just with their eyes closed, sitting there piled on top of each other. You see a uh, sort of one room has beasts and like these egg sacks where they're pulling out more of these gross black humanoid creatures. Hey, 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 real quickly. Are we the are we the bad guys in this one? No, not all. And while you're saying that, I'll be putting an infusion on my Boomba statue that also has my advertisement that hangs over my head. So I'll use one of my infusions to also have the advertisement of B&Bs from Waterdeep over this statue that looks like me. There we go, now it's all right. Do that. We don't seem too weird. This doesn't seem bad. I mean, it's just dark. You're right, you're right. Yeah, my grandfather told me about a place like this once. He went into a portal, and he said it was a place called Avernus, and there's a lot of people that kind of look like us, with either pale red skin or purple skins, and then he said, you know, they offered him a deal, and he took the deal, didn't remember ever explain what that deal was before he died. But uh, are you trying to make me feel better by telling me this story? I just wanted to, you know, relate. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mancor waits ahead. And as you climb, you notice these bones sort of covered in ash and uh, age. You come to a entrance that lets you to the very top. It sits outside above it. The burning uh, eye sort of sits above you large and gives off heat that you think at first scares you but uh it doesn't hurt you at all and then uh 
As you're sitting there, there's this large, asymmetric monstrosity of spikes and jagged edges. Swords of twisted metal make up this throne that rises about 15 feet from the ground. This sort of twist and turn. In it, no one sits. You see the flame of the eye and the dark black clouds start to coalesce into a towering shape of a demon. Entirely from fire and smoke as it takes form and starts to walk down towards you. I've made one of them in my community theater. You played one? Oh, we made one. Oh, you made one? Yeah, stage, stage, uh, you know, thing. Props. Effects. Yeah, effects. That's, Lovely. That's, we, we use different words, but yeah, effects. So this is just an effect. Yeah, probably. It looks pretty scary. I mean, did you see those babies? They can't be real babies. You're right. There's a wall of them. No one would do that. Can't put a wall of babies. <laughs> As this figure starts walking down the stairs, it starts to get hotter. Next to you, just this man made of fire and black smoke comes down, descends the last step. Oh, hi there, my most trusted and faithful sergeants. How's it going? Have a nice day today. The land is looking really great with all this smoke and ash, wouldn't you say? Didn't see that one coming. Maybe it's not a fix. <laughs> I guarantee that somebody is just throwing their voice. Bella, you take this one. This might be your grandpa you were just talking about. <laughs> uh, hi there. Hello. Yes. Um, well, <clears throat> I would like to say that we, uh, we came here. I don't know how we got here again. I called you here. Oh, yeah, that's right. You called us here with these, uh, creatures. And, uh... The orcs, yes. You know them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit hot in here, so my words are escaping me right now, but could we, uh, you know, get a quest or something? Because that's what we usually do when we're not in uh, the, the madhouse place. Bella, usually you complain about having the vapors when you get this hot. Oh, boy. I got the, got the vapors again? What? No. <laughs> I'm used to being hot. Look at me. You're right. Well, I myself am very hot. You know, I've been trying to get my corporeal body back, as you know. You remember, right? Looking at Boomba, looking at Tim Foster, looking at Bella, just back and forth constantly. Scratching my head. Do we disagree with him? Is that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I have no idea who this guy is, but he says we Yes! Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm Manko. Manko, ruler here. Evil guy, you know? Can't help but notice that your accent shifted there pretty aggressively, Listen, man. I don't know if you heard the news, <laughs> mister. But that icky, gross, skinny skin thing that I guess was actually a halfling finally gave up a name. Where the ring was last seen. Now you know I poured my heart into that thing. It has everything about me. I made it at this Mount Myron way. It's the volcano. The heart of the cards? Uh, no. Get your head out of the game, man. You're in too deep. We need to get you into some gambling anonymous or something. <laughs> um, no, the heart. We should go for the heart. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. The uh, yeah, the, the ring. The ring with your heart in it. Yeah, we could. You want us to find that for you? Yes, now, you know I need it to get my body back. Uh, I need my special ring, and I can't go on a date without it. So. He gave us a name of where you can go to uh, get this ring. If you could just go pick that up for me, please. Yeah? No, when you say hobbit, is it like a gnome? Because I really hate gnomes. I didn't say anything about a hobbit. What, what, what a halfling? 
and corset halfling. Well, they're both freaks, the little ones. Well, either way, he said he knows a guy in Beggar's Hole that has the ring. So can you get it, please? That sounds like an easy one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Tim Pasta, this should help you out somehow. I mean, I guess maybe I can learn some of their practical effects. There you go. This isn't practical effects. I am literally consumed and made of fire and ash. Look, the clouds yeah. are coalescing above me right here. They're making me. Yeah, method acting. I understand. <laughs> this is not a method. It is my method. I am Mancor, bringer of doom and evil, ender of man. I told you we were the bad guys. Yes. Well, no, he said ender of man. We don't really have any men here, so that's fine. I mean, no, none of us are men. We're going to destroy every one of them. I mean, I'm a lizard man. I can't see you. Just a black cloak of me. Normally when people say man, I usually think human, you know? I'm a lady. Yeah. I hate the humans. Uh, uh, your horses are in the black fields. Uh, go meet with uh, Shortcut and pick up your horses. We Get have the horses ready for their mangor. Perfect. Uh, Do you have you ostriches? Know, we have your horses, your, the ones you ride all the time. Oh, how come you all are acting like you've never seen me? No, no, we, uh, we know exactly what's happening and we will get the ring from, what did you name it? I'm sorry, Beggar's Hole? Beggar's Hole. Beggar's Hole. Sounds like a shithole. Yeah, sounds like a trash. Terrible. Well, I'm sure they won't mind if we just go there and slaughter everyone. Well, should we last? Yeah, do you want up? us to burn Beggar's Hole as well when we get there? Do what you want. It's yours to do. Oh, that's it. lovely. Bring the fire. Uh, yeah. Go, go get, go talk to Shorkath. Get your horses at the Blackfield. So, uh, I'll be waiting here so I can go on my date. Those two icky orcs are trying to uh, lead you to the Blackfields now to get you to the stables. I'm, I'm just realized that Tuvia's not around me, uh, or you know, not following me or anything. I'm just gonna assume that he's okay. Things typically work out in Jolkrian's favor. Nah. Y'all think they're gonna have a map to Beggar's Hole at the, you know, with the horses? I don't know where we're going. I can uh, read maps. I don't have a map. Ah, oh. I've got map of Faerun. Oh, that'd be cool. I'll collect them. <laughs> I'll hand you a map of Faerun. Oh. I live uh, on this little island down here. Near Cholt. Yeah, very good. Have you, have you ever seen that map before? Uh, I've never seen one this big. Normally it's very centralized. Um, hmm. Well, that's fun. Well, I'm, I'm glad I was able to give you at least something for our adventure together. Yeah, I got, um, what do I have in my pockets? I don't know. Here's a bit of ostrich jerky. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that before. I'd love it. Oh, it's good. Stringy. <laughs> Are we just giving gifts to each other? <laughs> I just told you we're the bad guys. Bad guys don't give gifts. Oh, yes, they can. We're yeah. just doing our job, man. You're yeah, right. I mean, you everybody know, needs to get paid. We're kind of different. We're getting paid. Right. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was paid. a sense of burning <laughs> hatred for things that I've never felt before in my life. And it's just... Oh, you'll get used to it. It feels good. <laughs> it feels good, man. You just got to commit. Commit to the bit. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> pure evil it is. I'm going for it. Shorkoth, here are the horses. <laughs> we got the horses ready for you. All he has, you see this older, scraggly tufts of black hair and leather armor. This disgusting, he's missing a lot of teeth, orc person, sunken features on the face, almost dark black skin. 
as uh, he pulls up these four black steeds. Uh, like one seems to be a cat-like, almost steed. Tuvia, see, I knew everything would work out just fine. <laughs> and then you, we are now passing out your abilities that you get, sick, in this and your horse. Oh, so boy. you get this uh, special ability for your, because uh, you are a Tavari ghoul in this. <laughs> the new skin you have earned for this Nexus campaign comes with an ability for your new perceived race. And if someone just wants to read it off, so we know what you guys can go get. for, it, Greg. Sure. Um, Cry of the Tavari. Tavari, I don't know how to pronounce it. Tavari Ghoul. Tavari Ghoul. There we go. You only said that like six times before I had to read it. Um, <laughs> the piercing cry of the Tavari Ghoul is enough to freeze the hearts of all that hear it. Once per a session, you can use this and roll 1d6 on an odd. Excuse me. On an odd, all who hear the cry will be frightened until the end of your. until your next turn. That's it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's where the sentence ends. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he uh, shortcut. Yeah, it's a horse. Is he tight? Also, TJ and Kratz just gave us a stat block to a wraith horse, which looks terrifying. And one of them has a cattail. And claws? Question mark? Y'all can tell me what's... I don't know. Claw hooves. Claw hooves. Clues. Clues. Clues, yes. Segmented, sharpened hooves. There we go. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's more terrifying than either or option. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that at all. Your character loves it. <laughs> How was your man called doing up there? Well, I don't think that's any of your business. I'm just wondering if he's all right. We are man calls riders now. Give me my horse, you of freak. Of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is this how you speak to your superiors? I'm going to slap him. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys, oh, I really Christ. like this one. Yeah, I think I'm getting into this now. I think yeah. I finally understand what we're supposed to do is be mean. I think Tim Pasta was right. Commit to the bit. Yeah, we're in a role now. Tempasta, thank you for your theater and acting lessons. <laughs> thank God you worked in that community theater before. I don't think I would have gone this evil. I'm glad that I could help. Glad you're with us. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm sorry here. As he pulls each horse to one of you. Uh, Does he accidentally pull the cat one over to somebody else besides me? He starts walking over to Boomba. <laughs> when I'm pretty small, this makes sense. You're a little taller than you are usually, actually. My god, I'm gigantic. <laughs> You're 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. You're a little taller. Uh, and each time you all look at each other in your robes, you know, at, at first you see just blackness, and then while you're looking, you can almost see just sort of a white ghostly version of yourself inside of the robes. Well, I mean, like, Bella already looked like that anyways. <laughs> Did I? But you see, you know, like this, this have a mirror. ghostly lizard folk inside yeah, of Yeah, I, I for never really did describe Tim Pastas. He's a giant crocodile man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's what you see a ghost of. Ghost, ghostly uh, goblin inside Boombas, the ghostly elf. And, you know, even like if you have hair, it's almost floating. But for uh, 
that's after looking at each one of you for like more than a couple seconds you yeah. can see the true form just for a quick second in case we ever did see Tempastus regularly would you like to give us his physical description sure he's uh, at least a seven foot tall giant blue crocodile man he's uh, blue yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah he's blue uh, um, I'm thinking like from Donkey Kong uh, like remember the guys who just Rool? like yeah, uh, no not King K. Rool but like they're like the jack yeah. blue ones that uh-huh. like yeah and when you kill them they go do they go? Oh, they don't go. Uh, no. That's the other one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That definitely wasn't where I drew the inspiration of from, but you were more than welcome to picture him that way. That is totally fine. Uh, he wears a bunch of bone-heavy uh, armor and uh, has a holy symbol of Talos, the god of lightning, uh, sewn into his left shoulder. Like into his shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, hell like yeah. Into his shoulder, okay, shoulder. He's got a, a war hammer with a skull on it. That's, that's pretty much it, yeah. It's Tempastus. That's Tempastus. <laughs> that's just a nice physical description for our guest. I wanted to hear it personally. Um, you're in this dark land, but you know uh, the territory. You know the land you're in. You have these external memories and effects from being in this skin, and you know where Beggar's Hole is. It's a good uh, horse ride, but you know the direction, so you could definitely begin uh, your journey there after you've been bid by your master. Um, so just to go over, we're going to Beggar's Hole to find a ring. Yeah, he didn't really give much of a description. He just said it had his soul in it. I mean, so basically... Heart. 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 It's, very Im- it's very important that it's his heart, by the way. Ah. Uh, Tim Pasta said, just to be clear. So it's going to be a nice ring. Yeah, so, so I guess we just have to just... find a real nice ring, kill everyone, and bring it back to him. Well, okay, if we kill everyone and just check their hands. Yes, yes, cut off their hands and bring all the hands back. We could bring it back all their <clears throat> hands and show yes. our work. Yeah, I mean, we could, like, grab. If we grab every ring, then we won't get the wrong one because we'll have all of them. We'll have all yeah. the rings. Yeah. That seems like a good idea. That's just basic logic. It's covering all the bases. Literally, all the bases are covered. Yeah. I, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but. Slapping him again. Silence, you cur. You will speak when spoken to. I, I just I know what it looks like. You remember, Roy? Yes. We just told you we want all the rings. <laughs> so which but one was it of all the rings? The gold. I know what it looks like, but do you know what it looks like? Yes, Why don't you I, describe I it? I can't wait for my call to find his ring. Yeah, so describe what it looks like if you know it all. Prove yourself or I'll hit you again. Well, it, it, all right, it's gold. It's very smooth around the outsides. And, uh, you know, in fire, it can read the uh, inscription about his love and, you know, going on his dates and things, uh, the inscription. The two orcs that kind of have been leading you, when you start backhanding Shorkoth and, like, treating him like dirt, they're, like, shocked. It's clear that he is their superior, and you guys are just like pistol whipping him around. So like he's yeah, a, do he's a lieutenant, do. and these other lowlies are like, oh my god. So like there is fear in the lowest, and then Shortcoth, who is clearly lieutenant, also has fear in his eyes. Gold, uh, gold as can be, as smooth as can be, but uh, secret writing, you know. A secret only fire can tell. Oh God. <laughs> right, we throw them all in the fire, and then if we see the glowing ring, we just pull that one out. Okay, so we go to Beggar's Hole, kill everybody, take all the rings, throw them in fire. Take look, the hands. The, the hands, hands in the, the fire. The hands yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fire. Yeah. That's good eating sometimes. It is. Yes. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I'm due to clean. So I mean, the, other, the, the other, you know, 
other folk would get it. <laughs> yeah. I've never ate a hand before, but you know, I, I can try. Well, it's time for everything. Yeah. When, when in Waterdeep? I don't think that we are not in Waterdeep. No, but that, that's the saying. We need water deep. Yeah. Do as the water Davians do. Eat everything, I guess. Well, no, not okay. I mean, you can find a restaurant for anything there. It's I a, mean, that's just my motto: eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to waste anything. Hence the bone armor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I'm gonna mount the cat, uh, cat horse, and uh, well, as you mount it, it sort of it clamors up and goes. That's Tuviol, right? Um, I think your horse has a disease. He just can't talk. <laughs> Trust me. I've been thinking about this for a good 13 years. He's he's just really bad at talking. Um, but yeah, I, I have a vague sense of where Beggar's Hole is. Should we head that direction? You all have a vague sense. It's amazing that I can get on this horse and kind of ride it, even though I've never ridden a horse my entire life before. You feel comfortable on the back of a horse you know exactly where beggar's hole is and this beast come like kind of responds to your thoughts you have a connection with this animal or whatever it is i'm gonna slap shogoth and say that's for being right <laughs> oh thank you lord nodding <laughs> thank you uh, i think i like method acting a lot <laughs> method acting is good yeah we should, when we get out of this, maybe we should join a community theater. You should. Everyone should. Everyone should do community theater. Go support your local community theater. It's great. So you guys mount your horses mm-hmm. and uh, ride off through the uh, the black ashen land. There's these huge black gates that you see all these trolls that start to grab these big chains and move these huge mammoth gates as you guys are riding. You're riding fast, too. You're, uh, in in your wake, you just see dust and ash being picked up and thrown behind you as you ride at this uh, sort of huge speed. And you exit this uh, large gate, and then from this out rock outcropping, you see a valley below. It seems peaceful, untouched. You notice a dense forest of pine that carpet the mountainsides buried only by thick aspen woods. You see the mountains, deep blue in the distance, circle the valley floor and form a soft highland bowl. In your minds, you want to see it burn. Oh, I was there before you even said that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. the, the anger fills Joel Creed and, and the method acting really comes over and he's gonna like look towards uh, the three compatriots and say, I just, I, I have a feeling that we should make everything look as it did back there. Um, Boomba, do you have any way to make some fire for us? Um, not really right now. I had, maybe. I mean, I have like, you know, tinder and stuff. That, I mean, that that's a starting spot. Tempastas, you said you have the power of lightning. Yeah, no, I'm just looking, I'm just trying to figure out which page my spell sheet's on. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, apparently, unless I use a spell slot, I can't, I can't make, I can make lights, but I can't make fires. Mm. I can sound really loud. Well, that will help. Oh, us. me too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Fun. It's pretty fun. You want to yell in this valley together? Yeah. Well, let's do that. But boom, <laughs> maybe we could stop for a second and light these torches. I do have a bunch of torches. Oh, I can certainly light torches. That's easy. Um, I guess on our way, can we stop for a second and light some torches? You can even be riding, lighting them, and throwing them on the ground. We. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely do that. <laughs> 
Wait till later. Let's just yeah. riding and chucking torches yeah. into a forest. It really, really, just uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do, just start describing it, I'm, and it's pretty much. And I'm lighting happen. tinder with my. I have a tinder box as well. I'm lighting some with the, uh, my torch and throwing the torches to both Bella and uh, Tempastus. You all eat some torches into the woods. <laughs> Bella, you making some noise over there? Yeah. Just <clears throat> yelling real loud. You give us one. Yeah, just give me one second. Well, I do declare, this is the <laughs> now a land of ash and flame for all of us. And as you're throwing these in there, you see, you know, birds. Burn, out. fools, burn. Uh, and as you ride forward, you know, all of a sudden, uh, this name comes into your head. You're riding uh, towards the Wildwood Forest. Uh, and as you're riding down this path, just throwing these uh, torches, lighting up bits of... Uh, sort of lichen and moss that seem to light up instantly. You see these little motes of fire just light up. You notice uh, a tiny halfling with a torn map. It looks like it was actually burnt from something. I'm shooting it with a bow. Uh, <laughs> as you think about shooting with a bow, he's, oi, hey, oh, excuse me there, oi, hey. Yeah, launching, dude. But they got delicious hands. <laughs> <laughs> And as, as you're, he does not see you, that you're knocking an arrow. He doesn't see that you're releasing it. And he starts continuing. Oh, do you know where Becca's hold is? I'm looking. Oh, oh. And you release your arrow. <laughs> Go ahead and make an attack roll. 14 to hit. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think that doesn't hit. He's, you see that even though he's short and squat and kind of looks a little bit fat, uh, he's laying on his feet and he's kind of hopping around. He sees the fire behind him and just barely, narrowly escapes it and doesn't really even notice that it happened. Oi, excuse me! Oh, where are you going? Do you know where Beggar's Hole is? Kill it! Kill I it! I leap off my horse and attempt to thunder punch it. He just yeah. still is oblivious. I've been trying to get there for some time. Roll. Supposed to be my uncle. Roll Give me your fucking roll. hands. Yeah, <laughs> so he's got a bag over his shoulder. It might be filled with anything. Uh, that is an 18. Oh, 18 yeah. hits. You, you leap as your horse is riding. You leap. You're launched from the horse towards it. And he's sitting there holding the map up with his hands up. What'd you get That's for damage? Crit damage does so 13 damage. Uh, as you slam into this halfling for 13 damage uh, with crit damage you can cut off his hands as he's holding the map up and sort of yelling and then... Oh, no! No! <laughs> Why? Why are you burning? Why? I'll take the hands I've smashed off his body with the map. <laughs> like, we'll cook these later and jam in my cloak. He just collapses and starts looking at his bloody nubs of wrist. No! So I throw a torch on this freak. My uncle was supposed to start a potato I'll farm. Quiet, I'll quietly light him on fire with, with a torch. Fucking kill it. <laughs> What'd you say, Light? I'm sorry. I said, I'll quietly light him on fire. I'm like, not saying anything, just light him on fire no! with a torch. No! <laughs> lights up on Why? fire. Why? And then you just see this dead halfling burning. Well, we got the sweet map now. That was good method acting, guys. Hey, you like maps, don't you? No, yeah. I'll hand you the map. I'll take I'll it. Ke I'll keep the hands, though. I'll take I've got the hands cartographer now. tools. Can I uh, use those to f figure out what this map does? Absolutely. Make a make a dex check and add your proficiency and uh, 
That well, sucks. While yeah. he's doing that. Or no, what's a cartography? Would it be int? No, it's a skill. Inter wisdom? Inter wisdom. Wisdom. Just be a, like what's a, your be yeah. a proficiency? I think it'd be <laughs> whiz <laughs> and proficiency. Uh, and cool. and advantage, I think. Oh wow. Oh wow. That's just that's just layering on the bonuses there. Um, there we go. I'll take it. Rook, were there rings on the hands that he stole? Oh man, that was gonna be a quick one. I yeah. think. <laughs> well, we almost got the, we almost got the ring. We think so. so you was, uh, you've killed a lot of things, and you see these are the hands of a very young adult. Got to learn young. Uh, that's a twenty-one for cartography. So this is a map of Beggar's Hole, and it has where the settlements are, where the families would be living, where the farms are. It has everything you would need. But you kind of already had this information, but this is just a little bit more specific, where the residents would be as opposed to the businesses, commerce, and like the lake where people fish and shit. Or this map is really detailed, guys. I think if we see anyone on the outskirts, we grab them and torture them and see who knows he has rain. I like that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we eat them. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty hungry. That sounds good. Hey, I mean, we could cook up this guy. I mean, he's already cooked, it seems. Yeah, there we go. Pick him up and load him on the back of the horse. While I have no moral qualms <laughs> with you eating them, I am a vegetarian, more of a dieter for dietary reasons, so I will not partake in the eating. But the well, killing, we, yes, and the maiming, yes, and the torture, yes. You can't kill anyone if you're not going to eat them. You can eat them for me. I mean, yeah, but it kind of seems like a weird principle to stand on. You're right, I'll eat them. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Method acting, right? Lean into the room. We're doing good, yeah, this is so, solid. You pick up the corpse of a burnt, dead halfling with no hands and secure it to the back of your nightmare horse. <laughs> I'll start making jerky while we're riding it. <laughs> now, this is just before the cusp of the wildly forest, and now you're entering into it where the, the trees tower above you, and you're kind of going on this soft forest path with these dark hooved black horses. The sunlight is still dappling the floor of the woods, and the sparrows and squirrels are uh, kind of heard overhead as they get into a little bit of a quarrel. Um, there's a musty smell of fallen leaves and uh, the fragrance of some wildflowers, which kind of doesn't exactly agree with you in your current state. As we go through the forest, uh, forest um, path, can I cast gust ahead of us just to have an ominous gust of wind yes. go through? Mm -hmm. yeah. So literally the yes. smells of the wildflowers <laughs> leave and it's just stale death that follows you instead and kind of the quiet of the animals takes over as now there's this ominous blowing of wind and nothing else. Did our horses have to slow down or is the path wide enough for us to move at full pace? The path is uh, not wide enough for you to move at full pace. So you guys are trotting probably two to three abreast. We'll need a lot more fire to burn this one now. And if you guys did want to be doing that, you'd be expending your torches, but um, I've, got lush... ten, I've got 10 of them. So the lush wildwood forest is before you, if you wanted to set it at a few key spots. Uh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, something also in the back of my mind says that we might want <laughs> we might want to be a little bit careful. That there something in my head tells us there there are fighters in wildwood. You know how they you know how they be. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> just just reach back into the recesses of your mind. You don't feel that there's something about going all wildwood. <laughs> it's a common common phrase in these parts. I think... Oh, yeah, I forgot my Hamlet monologue, and now I remember that instead. Yeah, you remember that. <laughs> to wildwood or not to wildwood. <laughs> so the trees above you are still showing some of the blue of the autumn sky. It's beginning to darken. 
um, and you see off in the distance the stillness of the lake as you begin to set fire behind you and you feel like you're catching. I think we're kind of targeting like maybe dead logs or anything, anything, any tree that have fallen, things like that. You realize that you gain a new expertise in certain things like destruction and fire, so these are well-placed uh, log throws of, of torch throws, I should say. I wrote D100 real quick for... Uh I want, I want to find it, uh, some embers on the ground and shove an arrow in it and then just launch it in different directions, just <laughs> adding more chaos. It's an extremely effective method of spreading fire. Okay. <laughs> 42. Uh, pretty pretty good as you're tossing, uh, looking for logs, but some you toss in damp spots and it doesn't heat up. But. We've got 10 torches. Are we Are we um, down a couple then? Oh, yeah. Let's, down to, let's say you expended half. Okay, we'll get more torches when we cut down this other dude's city, and we'll just you know, there's wood everywhere, I'm sure. But you see that as it's catching fire, the wildwood forest is known to be serene with the lake view and um, very good views to the north, south, east, and west. Um, and as the fires begin to catch, the night begins to fall, um, and you're getting closer towards the end of the wildwood forest. And you notice sort of the path opens up where you can start galloping quickly again. You notice some. Uh, almost stone-made fences that are about like they are four feet tall, but then they start to be about two feet tall as you keep riding into the night. Who makes a two-foot tall fence? I can step over that. Small little freaks. And uh, you notice who deserve to die. I used to be small, but now I'm like actually like quite tall. Yeah, now you look good, and I, you know I don't mean that about you, Booba. <laughs> You're one of the good ones, as they say. Way off in the distance, you can see sort of these purple mountains. And uh, as you're riding with your speed, you see a tiny fat halfling just way off in the distance, dirty from his day of work, with a lantern and a top hat. He's standing in the middle of the road as, he, as the road as he holds up his lantern. He tries to make out all of you in the blue smoke of the night sky as he says, Who goes there? That's the one we're going to torture, boys. Lady. <laughs> What do you do as you're riding towards right. him? Grab that one. I think that we should surround him with our horses. Ooh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Do we do that? Yeah. Hey, we surround him with our horses. But kind of like you sick. truly feel how small he is as your <laughs> horse's <laughs> legs <laughs> tower above him. I'm pulling up on Tuvia and making him rear back. And de- <laughs> you realize you emit this kind of cry involuntarily. Just a little bit. That felt good. That felt really good. Yeah, I feel stronger now. Grab him, Bella. I'll reach down and just grab him by the collar. Without getting off your horse, your yeah, long, clawed gauntlet reaches and picks up this tiny halfling, fat, old, dirty man. With a top hat. Simply asking you where, what is going on. You have him in your grasp. Check his hands. You look at his hands, there are no rings, just a lantern. He doesn't have any rings, but he's got a lantern. And oh, What do you want, you tiny freak? <laughs> uh, nothing much. Uh, just seeing who's on the road at night. Why? It's my house right here. Just trying to make sure it's protected. I'm going to take the lantern and throw it at his house. Yeah, put that thing down. <laughs> Fuck that house. Uh, roll a d20. Add your dexterity modifier. Okay, give me one second. I'm sorry. I got it. You can add your proficiency, too. Okay. Uh, you said dex mod and proficiency? Yes. It's a 19 then. Um, it hits the lone window on the front face of the wall and goes inside and catches some light uh, cushion. 
It seems like the fire is caught quickly. And Where's you your it? house now? What are you protecting now? What do you live for? <laughs> Nothing. You hear the scream of a female and small children inside. You live for death only to be released from this hell that I have created. <laughs> no. I've yes. Of yes. No Lampus creatures. Yes. Yes. What thinking. are you gonna do to me? Don't Where's the rings at? And I'll punch him in the gut. Oh, <laughs> don't turn me into anything unnatural, please. I'll punch oh. him. I'll punch him in the gut as well. Right after Boomba does. You guys roll some d sixes for damage. Punching this guy's squishy. It's awesome. It's four. I got a six. <laughs> he throws up onto the ground. Oh, run! Run! As he, as he starts yelling towards the uh, his house. Oh, that's fine. That'll just make it more fun. Tempostas, try that sword on him. See what happens. Yeah, why not? Let's go pull out my spooky sword and stab him. <laughs> Advantage. <laughs> oh, fantastic. He's easy to hit if he can't move. Uh, that is a 15. That just hits him. That's good. So you stab him in the... That's pretty embarrassing. And he, you, you stab him, and it, you see what looks to be black smoke sort of fizzle from the wound as he takes this necrotic damage. He, as he perishes, you see, or you hear his wife and uh, like scream from where his cottage is. But over on the other side of the road, you hear this rustling, you hear this movement and breaking and creaking of branches. And your keen eyes, you see four little fat things running away into the forest, screaming. Hell fucking no, I'm getting off my after horse the and ones. Uh, going after them. <laughs> so the, the the family of the dead uh, halfling is going in one direction and the, the four rustling. Hearts. I'm going for the fatties. These swords are really cool, guys. You should try stabbing them with... <laughs> How'd that feel? It felt good. He melted. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> what, am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with his body now? I'm just, just still I mean, holding... you probably stop holding it. Oh, that's, uh, oh well, actually, do you want to be a ventriloquist? That seems like a little bit too much of a method for me. As you guys are talking about method acting and killing this halfling, <laughs> uh, you all are they're getting the fuck out of there, and you all can make investigation uh, checks. Because they have started moving, and they're far quicker than they, they appear. Shouldn't have done a bit. Should have just gone. I got a dirty 20. Investigation. 24. 17. I got a dirty one. <laughs> not no wait, a dirty either. one? I'm not very smart. Okay. <laughs> Neither am I. It's uh, all right. I understand. You can sort of see they're just jump, like sort of running into these woods. There's, you see them barreling, and sometimes you lose one of them, but you see them. I running. smell hands, and they're that away. So you see that they are small folk, and uh, even with those really high rolls, you can tell that they're going to be a little bit harder to find, and they've gone off the path into the crowded forest. So. Horses are fast, but they also will be very agile, and they're just on their small feet. I will jump off my horse and cast Longstrider on myself and give chase. All right, start uh, running through. We're just going to go sort of doing this. You're really fast. That was Uh, wild. As you start running through. You meaning Boomba, right? As Boomba is running with his Longstrider. You notice vines sort of stretching over as you're running at this quick and piss. Give a dexterity saving throw to avoid these sort of stretching vines. All right. 17. All right. You sort of climb underneath in your long strider path as you as you hear the rustling over there and you, keep, you know which way to go uh, as you keep following. Uh, Jolkrian, you jumped off your horse and are running as well, right? Mm-hmm. 
So we'll be handling this kind of like a skill challenge. So you guys describe sure. what you'd like to do. We'll describe successes or failures and we'll go from there. I imagine it's pretty thick in these woods and there's vines kind of coming towards us now, you were saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to... sort of smoke from uh, just the night. It's sort of a foggy night. Too. Yeah. Then uh, I'm going to put away my bow and take out my short swords. And I'm just running through as fast as I can. My favorite terrain is woods. Um, so I'm, or the forest rather. So I am trying to keep up with them, um, and I'm just trying, you know me, I'm trying to stab. Yeah, yeah. Make a constitution saving throw to, to see these through, to find these sort of hobbits in the night smoke that is sort of starting to Halflings, creep TJ. This, uh, these halflings in the... Uh, no, keep calling them hobbits, I want to smash hobbits. They're both, they're, <laughs> they're one in the same, but as sort of through the forest, you just see sort of a creeping smoke. It's sort of starting to get uh, sort of almost humid, or you feel like it almost like rain might be coming soon but uh oh wow let's get our fires uh 17 you gain on them you're not within range to strike by any means yet but you've picked up their uh trail much Foaming better out the mouth so dude, i can't it's... wait to stab some little i'm picturing just the fat rolls of babies except on halflings and i'm just taking them down baby isabella are you running through the forest or are you in your horse i will be on my horse all right you are clearing running. clearing a path with my, my flail in front of my like, just, just slamming into branches and clearing a path. As you're clearing a path and you're sort of jumping some of these fallen logs, you come over, you notice as you're about to land, there's a halfling that has tripped on the ground right in for- front of you. Uh, dexterity oh. to stamp him with the horse's hooves. Uh, like a dexterity yeah. check. With the horse stats? Uh, with your stats. <laughs> Not good, too. Uh, as, as the horse hooves come down, you see him roll away and start to tuck into a log and start sort of hiding himself. Uh, are you on your horse or running? No, I'll be running through the woods. All right. Through the thicket. Would you like to be doing anything in particular? Uh, I think I am... I think Tempastus is... You know what? Session. He's gonna try out his scream. Hell yeah, uh, let's go, baby. Tempostus is gonna just let out a little. Roll that d6. For a second, <laughs> you see the yeah. lizard folk uh, maw yeah. creep through the visage a little bit. That's a two. I believe it's an odd. It is. It most certainly is. You hear the hobbits scream in reaction, but the fright does not take hold as they are terrified but not frozen in their steps. And I- <laughs> As you scream that, you notice these two that must be shrubs sort of come alive and they start trying to grab you, dexterity save, to uh, not get swiped by these awakened shrubs. I yelled so bad that I made the shrubs come alive, that's... But the yell gave bloodlust to Jolkerian, that's for goddamn sure. That's a 14 dex save. You get a vine sort of clamor across you and start trying to grab at your face and pull on your black. As you turn, you see Tempestus get a little bit worked up uh, and caught up by the vines and the halflings are extending their lead on you. Uh, They very clearly know these woods well and you guys on or off horse foot, they are making some ground in between you guys. Not to murder all these plants. Boomba, as you are running with long strider, you can use wisdom or dexterity to sort of dodge these branches and brush that are sort of in your way. Alrighty. Wisdom or dex. Uh, 16. Pass. Uh, as you're running through, you sort of dodge them up, down, up, down, dodging every single one. Jolprian. Uh, What's up? You are running through the... Uh, 
the forest and as uh, as you're running and Boomba's right in front of you you see him sort of pushing on one and it's about to do this classic like slap back towards you give a dexterity saving the branch? Uh-huh. Yeah. oh fuck that dexterity saving throw hell yeah plus 7 on this 17 you dodge it and as you dodge it you notice it wasn't Boomba that may have pushed that back. You see a hobbit right next to you. Hell yeah, taking my short swords, two attacks. Yes. Well, attacking them bonus action attacks. <laughs> Kill them so all. Not, not as you get within as you get within reach, you see that the lake has continued onto a creek and that one is right in front of you where the other three are close to the water, unlatching a ferry and getting onto the watercraft. No. Oh. But their friend yeah, is right very close in front of you. Can I yeah. see the one that's in front of us? Um, you might be able to see, but distance is going to be tough. The, you can the see the one that Joel Green is engaged with, but yeah. the other three are probably past your sight. None of Joel Green says anything. Can I take a free action? Yeah, and say like, they're taking the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. point your gauntlet that way. Yeah. If you have the one in front of you, what would you like to do with it? Oh, I'm stabbing him um, with one first the the short sword with the the evil short sword. What'd you call it? the spooky sword? <laughs> um, I got an 18. All right. Describe how you would stab this half. Oh, right through the chest. (laughs) (laughs) No! You get a grip of him and you realize that while they're very difficult to find and hold once you get them, they're at your will. Describe your kill. Oh, yeah, I'm just shoving it through him and then it's, I I imagine the necrotic damage just like spreads over his body and again, like he just melts, I guess. You start to turn black. You see, it's like, it looks like little veins starting to open up and capillaries of blackness all over his face and his eyes start to sink in. And he, (laughs) you involuntarily let out another scream. (laughs) This feels really good, (laughs) y'all. It's Um, cathartic. The fairy! Stab them! And you see them sort of unhitching at the three of them as they start to push off with a stick. Am I able to do anything at this point? Yep. You are able to do something, but you see the kill and the, their lead is, you know, they're pushing off. The How way. far away would you say they are? A while. Difficult um, to say, and a lot of tree you know, cover. Lot of you don't have a, like, clean line of sight. Like, you couldn't shoot an arrow at them because there's some, so much forest in between you and them. So, like, you'd have to, you know, keep moving, get in a more advantageous spot. They're going to be pushed off of the shore by the time you reach them. They're going to create some distance. Right. Like, a magic missile could probably be the only thing that could fly towards them. Then that is the... exactly what I'll cast. <laughs> right. So, I have two little fucking rocket launchers appear on my barrel armor, and I will literally cast magic missile at the boat, but not the hobbits. Jesse, right. Jesse, remember, you're a, uh, you're a Tavari ghoul. So what do your rocket launchers look so like? So like of like the hood kind of like spreads open, and then there's like skeletal hands that pop out, and then just like rockets just like missiles shoot off the fingers. I got black bones, <laughs> sort of followed by weird uh, black ash smoke. It smells of sulfur and fire. Sort of fly towards the boat. It lands on there. You see these little black explosions at the end. One of the logs comes loose as they're trying to push it and push it and push it. Uh, they're they're just pushing this. Uh, and I scream, Give me your hands! <laughs> <laughs> and their pace quickens, and they start to create more and more distance. As a uh, freckled and curly-haired, shoeless halfling is lying dead at Joel Green's feet, with a fancy vest and a couple of buttons have fallen off. <laughs> no. What color was his vest? I think his vest was green. 
is dead. Oh, and I blasted the boat. They can't get really far. Let's fucking hunt them down. <laughs> yeah, can I like shatter the boat? Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to shatter the boat. <laughs> you, you go for a shatter through the uh, the distance. What's shatter? 100, 100 feet, right? I mean, I don't know where I am at this point. It's, it's uh, it looks like. So you're reaching the edge of the path, and you're about to leave the precipice of the of the tree line. Sixty feet. Oh, they're they're pretty further than sixty. So as you kind of are continue to go, continue to go, you get to the bank of the of the water, and they're almost at the cusp of your spell range, and you can definitely blast one off at it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then do uh, my channel divinity, so it does max damage. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck. shit! <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, fuck! Gotta get these helmets. Destroy these. I mean, <laughs> halflings. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly, I'm cutting off the hands of the one. <laughs> Hell yeah! So as uh, Tempestus blast past, uh, blast past <laughs> Joel Crean, uh he's just removing the hands of this halfling who, again, is a young adult. Oh, can you give me that vest? I'll take. I'll start taking out the vest while he's rushing up. Thank you, thank you. It's hard to find. You run by. You're like, give me the vest. <laughs> And you get to the edge of the of the uh, bank and uh, max out your shatter, which is how much damage? Uh, that's a good question. 3D6, I probably should have looked at that. Uh, Eighteen damage plus whatever. Yeah, three D eight. <laughs> so that's twenty four uh, damage. Yeah, twenty four. There we go. Twenty four thunder. Launching right, missiles and boys. so the watercraft yeah. takes a massive hit. You can tell <laughs> the logs fall off. You see them holding on to them as they're pushing. The other two are standing up. They're trying to push this thing up. No! <laughs> as they're pushing around the corner, you're you're sort of as you're standing there. You, uh, you're a lizard folk. You notice mm. your uh, huge silver boots are starting to sink into what must be this muddy shore, and there's sort of this tall. Uh, but cattails and large brass as you see this tiny little uh, the craft has survived but its pace has slowed and as you get to the bank and see this happening they exit your range of most spells past 100 feet past 120 past 150 um, and you know where this creek gate whatever this body of water you know where it leads um, the and they're heading down it I'm sorry okay yes. not just crossing it they're heading down they're heading okay. down it there's crowded trees around it, and there's a main road, but you know that this um, body of water leads to the village of Gouda. Now, I have a weird inkling memory, or Tempostus does, that he might not like water, but he's not sure. So he's going to reach down and touch the water and see how it feels. As you start to start going for the water, you almost can't put your hand in. Oh, that's just unnatural. Yeah. That's, that's my livelihood right there. But this water... Like you just can't walk into it. It's almost like you have an irrational uh, fear and weakness of this. Oh, it just hurts. Well, we got one, and I got you this vest. As you pull yeah. the dead body in uh, the circle of your new <laughs> hooded comrades, the dead body of a halfling, and they're on their waterway to Gouda. And as as this thing is riding towards there, you hear way off in the distance a tiny little, they must be singing or something. As they're riding down the waterway. Those fucking assholes. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>